Welcome to the battleground of the gods. I guess we probably could have got like show notes and everything ready, but we don't need show notes because we're getting right into it. Welcome, challengers, to battleground of the spoopy gods. The battleground uh, I mean, of the ghouls? <laughs> the ghouls. Uh-huh. Yeah, bat- battleground <laughs> of the ghouls. Although we are going to be like two days afterwards, but whatever. Uh, we got myself, Fro Double G, hosting us today, along with the hostess with the mostest, Nevea 3 It me. Hello. Happy Halloween. Uh, yes. Happy Halloween or Sagwin or whatever you celebrate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, a, a little bit different for this week's episode, like last week's. Uh, I'm sure you guys heard. Uh we figured we'd just kind of, since, I mean, especially Nev and I have been taking a bit of a break with Smite, um, just with other things coming out and being busy. Although this week, or, well, this week I know you planned on playing more, but didn't because your schedule. But, uh, I, <laughs> and I and beads. Didn't. Beads being a thing. <laughs> or not being yeah. a thing. <laughs> Honestly, I was, I, I did want to get in and be like, all right, I, I played a Maui game. He was fun. Like, I wanted to get in and be like, hey, let's play some Smite. And then I was just like, oh, oh, I saw in the Olympian Discord that like beads and beads related things were just going to hell. God's being removed. And I'm like, I might just avoid Smite this week just because it sounds like Smite's avoiding Smite this week. I I was telling Depp about it. Uh, I, I think it was yesterday. No, was it? No, it was Friday night. I was telling Depp about it on Friday night, and he, you know, Monday through Friday, a uh, uh, business tour. Depp, not really playing too much Smite because of the work week. I respect it. I get it. He had not heard anything that was going on. And I was like, oh, let me fill you in. First, Fafnir was disabled. Then they brought him back. And apparently he was being able to, like, jump while he was in his ult and some crazy nonsense like that. Persephone was was... able to do old passive. (laughs) So, Fafnir was able to cast his abilities while he was... Technically labeled as a self-banish, right? When he transforms into his dragon state. Right, right. He was able to full cast all of his abilities and while detransforming. Um, and then Persephone, when she died, if you use beads, it would cleanse your own self-banish that her passive is coded as. Yep. So then you could cast abilities and shit. So Just like, like old Persephone. <laughs> yeah, it was. it was a thing. It was a thing. Was a thing. But so Nev and I, anyways, uh, have decided to maybe grab a few different little stories. Uh, I know we have we haven't really communicated on what we have like picked out too much. Just like light, lightly told each other. Uh, so I'm interested to uh, hear what you have for us today, Nev. Oh. Do you want me to go first? Because my mine well, are way first. less serious than yours. <laughs> I mean, if you consider mine serious, so I I went more urban legend route because uh, I know that they were going to be doing creatures last week, and um, I'm more of like a a fan of like urban legends and ghost stories and stuff like that around this time of year. Um, so I, I, I thought I could keep it a little lighthearted and do some of the famous 
very familiar ones to to pretty much anybody. That way, you can kind of see one of the cool things about urban legends and just like folklore in general is, you know, over the time, over time, things might change a little bit, but the structure of the story will stay the same and it just becomes timeless. Like it's like the, you know, what's going to happen kind of thing. it's very very straightforward so i mean i you know i i kind of refreshed my memory on some of the classic urban legend tales that you might have heard of when you grew up you know like the babysitter urban legend the call is coming from inside the house and (laughs) that's uh, the other great thing about urban legends they use that in literal horror movies exactly That's the great thing about urban legends is you're going to see a lot of your more common urban legends being in modern day movies. So like the call was coming from inside the house. That's a great call back uh, uh, to the, like the very beginning of Scream, for example, um, when she finds out the call is coming from inside the house. But basically the story of the babysitter is it's a babysitter and she's babysitting. <laughs> And she keeps getting this call, and the the phone just keeps ringing and ringing. And she answers, and some strange voice on the other side of the phone says, Have you checked on the children? I don't know why she sounds like Baba Yaga, but I thought I'd run it out there. Wait, I thought she sounded like Nev trying to sound old. But yeah, yeah, Wow! Riggs isn't here, but Riggs does call me Baba Yaga sometimes, so... Very rude. <laughs> anyway, it turns out the children are not not okay because the the call was coming from inside the house. <laughs> and you know what, though, when I first heard that story, I was a kid, and that was before like I knew that you could have multiple lines in the same house. But I kept wondering, like, how how is this working? <laughs> I just couldn't. It was before the time of cell phones and stuff. <laughs> like, how was the call coming from inside the house? How did how yeah, did like, that are happen? Calling from the same number? Yeah, like that's why I'm confused. <laughs> we have Bright right now is like super confused what we're even talking about. Yeah, Bright is. Oh, like... speaking of our fans, real quickly, <laughs> I, I I do have a smite story to sprinkle in. Uh it may maybe a bit of a, a horror story too. Is it ranked? So. You know, it might as well have been. Hmm. So it was 2 a.m. in the morning. 2, two a.m.? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so it was 2 a.m. in the morning. And I was queued up with Trevor, Riggs, and uh, young Bryce. And we ran into a a listener, good old Necros, and he was playing Cacullin. It was a match. Um, let's see here. We had Bryce go in full damage, Bobble, Rangda's Mask, Ganesh. I was going Bobble, Rangda's Mask, uh, Oh my God. Geb. Uh, <laughs> then we had a Donzabura. Wait, is this tank. a scary story for you or is this a scary story? For- oh, this, this is for Necros. Uh Anyways, long story short, we're all memeing. Uh, Riggs has got a pretty normal tier build, and he goes 21 in one. 
or 20 and 1 and just destroys and we all like raffle stomped for the most part uh yeah unfortunate for them there was one point though where bryce was like hey this Cullen's the only one on their team that's not or that's uh positive and then it's like 20 seconds later and bryce is like not anymore <laughs> wow that was great toxic yeah, sorry sorry necros toxic but sorry we uh were literally cursing your fountain and 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 diving you in fountain but uh 2 a.m smite man what what can i say it do be hitting different though 2 a.m smite very spoopy you know what else is spoopy when you're trying to stream and everything breaks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that what happened yesterday? Yep. Because I, I literally, <laughs> I, I fucking, I went to go get lunch, right? Like, I was watching your stream. I had it going. Go out to get lunch. I'm in the middle of eating lunch, and I get a message from Nev. Yeah, we can record whenever. It's like, wait, what? Hold up here. Well, so I was able to get everything going again, but uh, no, the su- it was a subathon. So once the timer hits zero, it's it's over. Um, so that's what happened with that. But no, like in the middle of my subathon, my OBS crashed, my smite crashed, my camera crashed. <laughs> well, see, I'm, that must have been for the moment I was awake because I didn't catch any of that. <laughs> and I was like, "Well, everybody, hang tight." <laughs> Yeah, it was I do weird. know Bright got to find out the hard way that uh, OBS will reset your... Oh, your settings just arbitrarily for no reason at all? Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, yo, Bright, uh, you're lagging pretty bad, bud. You might want to take it down to 720. And he's like, no, I'm on 720 right now. I'm like, nah, dude, nah, I'm looking, it says 10, literally 1080. only 1080, <laughs> and that is it. And I'm like... And I'm not trying to talk shit about your computer. Like, like some computers can handle it, but if it's an online multiplayer game... For 1080, dude, you almost always need two PCs. Like, it's just really strenuous on your PCs. It just is. Yeah. Um, like I said, some single-player games, you can get away with it, but that's just because you're not bogging it down quite as much. Um, but, yeah, I'm like, no, dude, this is dead ass. This is 1080. And I, like, literally took a screenshot. <laughs> oh, and no. <laughs> he was playing on 720, right? He had it all set up at 720 except for on OBS. So he was broadcasting broadcasting his 720 at, at 1080. 1080. Oh, no. It's like, dude, I'm so sorry. That's a bummer. But, hey, and at I'm least like, y'all yeah. figured it out, you know? Yeah, yeah, right. But it was one of the ones where, like, he had to learn, like, literally any update mm-hmm. ever. You want to have to triple check. check because, like, seriously, it's been where, like, randomly it'll just turn my microphone into my webcam microphone. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I've never used my camera microphone. Why? <laughs> Why would you Honestly, do that? Honestly, I wouldn't even realize that these fucking things have a microphone if it wasn't for the fact that it occasionally tries to, like, hook up to them. Mm-hmm. Which low-key kind of makes me upset. I wish there was no mic, so it didn't try, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's like a long convoluted way you can like go into your like actual Windows settings and be like, never consider this to be a input. Yeah, yeah, I ain't doing that. Yeah, I'm not doing any of that either. You know what? We're, we just like to complain about the OBS problems. 
So, did you have a another spoopy folklore story for us? Oh, let's see. Another common, <laughs> commonly known urban legend, you mean? How about the hook? Do you know the hook? If you've I ever seen... I know what you did last summer. It's kind of loosely based on that. <laughs> I have not. Oh. I'm actually like probably the perfect person to tell all these two because like being the youngest sibling, oh, like I, they so didn't they didn't heard, do like, a lot of the, of the stories, ones. and like I also am not a fan of horror movies, so I just haven't watched any of those. Like I haven't seen the Scream movie. I haven't seen I know what you did last summer. Oh well, so I many do, spoilers. I do know like little tidbits of them just from like cultural osmosis, right? Like, I do know the reference of the hook. Like, I have, like, the visualization of, like, the type of hook you're talking about with, like, the wooden handle and shit. Yep, that's it. Uh, Don't know the story, though. But th- yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Like, I have the the dude holds the hook. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, as always, there are very many variations, but the basic storyline basically involves a couple on... You know, a date, and they're at the, you know, the spot, the 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 spot in the parking lot with the car and the radio playing, and then all of a sudden there's a news report. There's a serial killer with a hook, and he's just escaped from a nearby institution. Okay, so then they start to, they're like, oh, oh, that's that's creepy. We should probably get out of here because that place is not too far away from here so then they start to drive away and the young gentleman takes his date to her house and as he gets out of the car the hook is hanging on the car door handle dun, dun, dun. That, that's that's basically <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i've seen way too many like just like like not horror movie stuff like that just like things in media where I was like, I'm just always expecting the like, but then the guy was at the house and it turns out he already had murdered the family. (laughs) (laughs) I forget how some of these were just as simple as, it could have been. It could have been. It could have been. Like like one of the the ones that kind of always got me, I mean, and again, they're kind of like, well, some of them are cautionary tales. This upcoming one is kind of a cautionary tale to just kind of be aware of your surroundings. Have you heard of the story called... I don't know why my voice gets all deep. <laughs> the back seat. Wait a minute, Nev. <laughs> Wait a minute. All right, continue. Okay. This young lady is driving down a very dark and secluded road, and all of a sudden these headlights come up from behind her, and they're starting to flash and honk their horn, and she's like, what the heck, dude? You're the only other person on this road. What's going on? And then eventually the car hits the backside of her car, trying to get her to to pull over or or get out or something. She doesn't know. But she's like, what the heck, man? And so he he's, he tells her, he says, there's a killer in your back seat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, 
if you're not if you're not watching on YouTube, Pro Space right now is great. <laughs> there was there was somebody in um, her back seat, and he was trying was to just... protect her. <laughs> this story. <laughs> I'm just always expecting just maybe a little more. Yeah. <laughs> It reminds me, I I forget who posted the picture of the book the other day. It might not have been our Discord, but it was like a picture of like American folklore horror stories that uh, I remember I read it when I was in like third grade, but they are like the literal simple stories of like the girl who had the ribbon necklace. Mm, Yes, that's a creepy one. Yeah, it is. this one was like, oh, eventually she, someone took the thing off and her head fell off. And it's like, oh, shit, yeah. It's just like literally the, the ribbon was holding her head on. And that was, just, oh, well, who, that, who, who wrote the, like, scariest stories to tell in the dark? I want to say that's what I, I honestly know the image more than I do yeah, anything. And that's like the a thing. Creepy, like, it was a half always, profile mm-hmm. of a face made out of, like, branches of a tree, but very, like, twisted and, like, grotesque art style. And it's a yes. black border book. Yes. But the picture has a red border and yes. it's in black and white. Correct. Yep. That's scary stories uh, to tell in the dark. The dude's got, like, a eh, type face to him. That's scary stories to tell in the dark. Now, Rumor has it, and I haven't ever been able to figure this out, but the copies of those books that we used to have as a kid, they don't sell those anymore. They've changed, like, they've edited some of the stories out. I mean, it's possible. And then they wonder why our generation's so fucked up. <laughs> I mean, there's a few reasons why Yes, there is. It's definitely not because up. of the book. <laughs> I don't know if, like, all of it's necessarily worthy of our podcast, but there be... No. No, no, no. Y'all don't understand what the wild, wild west of the internet was. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. No, I know I'm that just, book. I was, like, trying to think. of like, man, there's a few examples, but, like, I just don't want anyone Googling them for don't. their own sake. Yep, don't. Uh, I mean, there's different colored breakfast items, like, stuff like that. Like, our generation had Just, no. The this week, that's... That's not the kind of scary stories I want to tell. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's pretty fucking terrifying. No, but that book was uh, insane. That book was a great book. They made a movie yeah. kind Did of they? retelling some of those stories. Like, um, I, I, I don't remember any of the stories. except like that, that story I told about the girl with the ribbon necklace might not even be from that book. It's just kind of like the same style they had. Well, one of them that's in the movie and possibly from the book is based on another urban legend called The Bite. I just, I just wanted to see if you would say anything. I'm trying. <laughs> I really am. I was like, oh, I haven't heard anything. No? Okay. You just say Bloody Mary? I think I kind of know something about that. Ah, uh, Bloody Mary. I'm not doing Bloody Mary. Uh, okay, the bite. This young lady wakes up in the middle of the night because something bitter. What could it have been? I don't know, but it's very itchy. And then <laughs> I'm really good at telling stories, I promise. <laughs> um... Uh, and it just kept itching. It was on her cheek. 
And so she just kept scratching it and it just kept getting like really gross looking. And so one day she's looking into the mirror and it's just like really swollen and then it bursts and a bunch of little tiny spiders come out. <laughs> Bro. That creeps me out for two reasons. A. My cousin's graduation the night before, I got bit in the cheek by a spider. I and don't. It swelled up yes. my fucking entire face to the point where, like, I was like, one eye, like, all weekend, right? It was fucking not humiliating at all. Trust me. But yeah, that absolutely sucked. The second part was like three, four years ago, my buddies and I were out at another one of my buddies' house drinking. And there was this big ass spider that was running across the ground, and he was. We were up on like some pallets, right? Because he had like a pallet, like floor type thing. Uh, and there was a spider that ran across the thing, and my one buddy like literally stepped on no, the spider. No, and it exploded. It it didn't explode, but it did the thing where he yep. pulled his foot away, and there was a hundred little baby spiders running in all different directions, yep. and we're like, oh hell no, yep, like yeah. And yep. I was not ready for that. We were all just totally at the appropriate level of drunk where there was like fucking five grown ass men <laughs> like <laughs> leaping like <laughs> little bitches away <laughs> from a bunch of baby spiders. <laughs> just just screaming. <laughs> well, it was just, okay, this is the first time I've ever seen that actually happen, right? And it was like, so you just stepped on it and it was just like, Hundreds. Yeah, you like, always hear about that happening, but it never happens to you until it right. does. <laughs> and it was just so many, too. They just like, I did like, it's like the, he multiplied the amount of spider mass and they just everywhere. It's like, uh, yeah, not a fan. And as an arachnophobic. Maybe next time we kill the spiders with a bomb, not your foot. <laughs> As an arachnophobic, I I would not have been okay with that moment, not oh, at all. I want I want to derail us real quickly because that's just what I do. Oh, by the way, oh. if you're just tuning in or just like trying to figure out when the smite's happening, it might not. <laughs> we we talked about it. We talked about it. We shit on Necrona game. That's all you're getting today. So, uh, I hate the people that when you're like tell them, oh, you know. I got a phobia of snakes. I got a phobia of this or that. Oh, well, have you tried doing well, this? D- yes. Or the, well, why? <laughs> yes. Well, why? Okay. The why but, kills me every time. I don't know let why. Me, let me explain something <laughs> to you. Actually, I personally I know why, but you go ahead. I will not try to eat or I will not try to rationalize my phobia, especially when a phobia is an irrational fear exactly. about something. Exactly. I will not rationalize something irrational, nor should you try to expect me to think about it, you fucking idiot. It's literally like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I it's like I'm personally I am afraid of flying. And so like anytime somebody says, well, why? I, I just am. I don't know. <laughs> I just am. Well, have you tried? I just am. <laughs> no, see, I... I, I get that because there are some things that you are afraid of that there are valid reasonings. Like, for instance, I'm afraid of heights as well. But it doesn't extend to a fear of flying. I don't really like flying because I don't like for the ears popping and I'm not a big fan of the experience and all that. But there is no fear of the flight per se, right? 
because for me it's like a fear between like 50 or like more like 20 20 to like 100 feet that range right there yeah that whole like you're gonna you're gonna hit the ground but not hard enough to die yeah just enough to get mangled (laughs) that whole range scares the fuck out of me you know what i don't want to do be mangled for the rest of my life Mm. so like once you get past that threshold of like terminal velocity is achieved like best shot of not worrying about it okay cool like i'm groovy now we can deal with that i know how to aim head first it's bald (laughs) It's aerodynamic. It'll fucking cut right through that shit. Oh, but what am I going to do? My hair touches my ass. Like, what am I supposed to do? Don't worry, Nev. Most ladies are top heavy. Oh, I'll just use it like a parachute. I see what you just did there, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Don't think I didn't hear it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's all I got. It's all I got. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So, okay, so one of the urban legends you've never heard of before I actually got you. All right, nice. <laughs> but I've done, I, I've done a few of them. I've done a few of them. Why don't you uh, tell me something that you've read about this week that you wanted to share? So uh, I, in, in a little bit of honor of when we did the uh, Hinky Lunta and how people in Michigan just really uh, enjoy drinking and have nothing better to do. Mm. Um, I went and found some Michigan uh, folklore. And I'll start with one that it starts off because it's pretty straightforward and it's going to sound real familiar. It's the Michigan Dog Man. Is it, now, is it Bigfoot? But nope. in, in a dog form? Nope. It, well, maybe, because it is a six-foot man-humanoid dog, right? Werewolf? Or dog that's humanoid. You know, some might say werewolf. <laughs> uh, it, it's very similar. Or mm-hmm. it's also been uh, very closely reported to what is also sometimes referred to in Wisconsin as the Beast of Ray Road. Very, very similar stories. I, for some reason, have heard that one, but not yours, but go ahead. <laughs> well, yeah, it's cool, because that one's got the name and the alliteration, the Beast of Ray Road, <clears throat> right? Um, Essentially, very similar things. They're both like dogmans. Uh, but there is, and I actually pulled up some uh, sightings, of the Michigan Dogman historic <gasps> sightings, we have <clears throat> two lumberjacks in Wexford counties that saw them in Paris, Michigan. Yes, we have a place called Paris, Michigan. Whoa! Uh, is it the sister city to Paris, France? It might be, probably Sweet. not, but it might be. Actually, there's a decent amount of French population per se or influence in this area because we are pretty close to like the french canadians that would make sense i it could actually possibly be a sister city to paris honestly naming in michigan is really fucking weird because it's a mixture between like indigenous names french names and dutch names like heavily a lot of dutch uh we like one of our bigger cities in the state is called holland because of people from Holland. 
Like we have a, we literally have a tulip festival every year. Pretty, I want to come. Because tulips in Holland. Yeah, <laughs> like, tulips like are great. Very Dutch, very very Dutch. One of my coworkers' name is literally Jan. What about Johan? Uh, that's Sadon's. Uh, <laughs> so one of my friends, but he's yeah, online, a little different, a little different. Uh, let's see. There's also another report from 1950s. Wait, right? when was the first one from? Uh, 1937. Okay. Right. All right. So and 20 years another, later. Yep. Yep. Uh, another one in Allegan County, which is fairly fucking close to me. Um, <clears throat> And in 1967, there's one in Manistee and in Cross Village, right? So you gotta gotta be careful, gotta be careful. Now the thing that does make this somewhat a little different that I haven't seen, and in, in some of the other ones, is that this the the Michigan Dog Man has been seen accompanying or leading a pack of either large dogs or wolves at times. But it would be the only one that walks on two legs. I mean, it would be wild if he, like, taught all the other dogs how to also walk on two legs. And then there's just, like, a horde of dogs walking on two legs instead of four. That would be crazy. Yep, here, I'm going I'm to read directly from the wiki- Wikipedia. This is from the, the 1937 attack in Paris. The first alleged encounter of the Michigan dog man. Oh, wait, no, I went too far back. That was the first one. The first one's in ni- in 1887. Oh, wait. Uh, so the Lumberjacks? Two. Yep, yep. The Lumberjacks. Uh, da, 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 da. In, in 1937 in Paris, that's the one where uh, a man was attacked by five wild dogs. And one of the five walked on two legs. So that's all we got for that one right there. Yeah, but that that's essentially what we have. Now, I'm not going to say to add credibility to it, but there is, and I don't want to speak on this too much because I know very little of the stories, but I do believe an old Ojibwa or uh, Ojoa story of similar dogman-like things or creatures in the area. Uh, but again, I do not want to speak on that too much. Fair enough. Fair enough. Do you think Smite would ever come up with a skin for Fenrir? That would be this this uh, thing. Don't they already have like two werewolf skins for him? <gasps> boy, he needs more. He's the goodest boy, and he should yeah, have. We need the Michigan animals. Dog Man. <laughs> <laughs> or the you know honestly, I'd be all right with the Beast of Bray Road skin for Fenrir. Let's do it. Let's make that our campaign for the 2023 stuff. (laughs) We can do it. We can bring the Wolfman to Smite. I do see that someone on Smite's trying to start like a B battle pass. Yes, that would be Emmy. Emmy has been trying to get that going for 93 days now? 94 days? And if there's one thing we've learned in Smite, it, it's it is actually like genuinely not trolling. They do listen to their community because think of all the different community skins that have come to Smite. Um, 
I'm going to have to disagree to a slight extent. They definitely do listen. Uh, the the uh, bun hats is definitely the only time they've ever went, hey, someone has tweeted at us for so long. Uh, the other ones Kepri have always Gun. been... What's that? Kepri Gun also. Well, I mean, that's literally years, years of saying give Kepri a gun, right? Uh, I mean, like, directly adding, like, high-res or employees or or not just directly adding them or just doing, like, a ongoing tweet for, like, to actually, like, do a campaign of sorts. Uh, the Hunbot or the Bunhots is kind of a, a exclusive in that uh, extent. Um, and I don't foresee them doing a whole bunch more. I can see them definitely looking at things that are popular and using things that are popular, but uh, I I would like to see a B styled battle pass, but I don't think a B by itself. And this is something I even told them, like if they in all honesty want to get the B battle pass, you're going to have to make it more than just a B battle pass. It's going to have to be like a meadows, flowers, springtime like a themed kind um, of thing yeah it's gonna have to be more than that b by themselves is not enough to stand alone a hun bat skin right was enough to stand on its own after like getting a year and a half of like constant support and stuff like that I don't think you're gonna be able to pull that off going from a skin to a whole battle pass nor <laughs> i don't think that they're probably gonna do it a second time unless this gets like literally the same amount of traction if not more I, don't know. I just see a lot of things that are like I want it to happen, but I'm not sure. Fair enough. Fair I, and enough. I definitely think that skins like this could sell. And I, because I'm allowed to say this, I'm not in the NDA anymore. I have actually talked to like Kitten and High Res or Kitten, Cupcake, and like Ajax about this. Like literally the B Battle Pass. Um. Holy shit, where's that going? I completely just fucking. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, and, like, I straight up told them, like, I know that skins like that could sell because you could literally look at, like, Kepri Hugbug because I suggested maybe make it an insect, a cutesy insect battle pass for, like, a springtime. Um, you could look at the Hugbug. You could look at um, the, what's the bee? The bee skin for Cupid, whatever that one's called. Busy bee or whatever. I'm like, those are like literally what I think could do it. Either like you make very cutesy insects or like dress the gods in like cutesy insect costumes and it would fucking work. But anyways, I'm I'm getting, we'll pretend like this has something to do with Halloween and it all fits in. Right? Well, costumes. Exactly. I said costumes. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. And bees. Boobies. I'm a bee. I'm a bee. I'm a bee. I'm a, I'm a bee. Ghost bees. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Am I going to really have to use that song for the outro, Nev? Oh, is it stuck in your head now? Actually, I lied. I don't know whose week it is to edit, but if it was mine, I was already bouncing around between two different songs. I found a screamo version of Surface Pressure from Encanto. Nice. Really good. Nice. Uh, nice. And I found a screamo version of This is Halloween that is actually good. So. Also good. Also yeah. good. Yeah. 
You had said something before we did that that I was about to look it up, and now I can't remember what it was. Oh, I remember. Vamp for like five more seconds because you made you made a. I I made a point about the thing within the talking and the th- stuff, and that you said that you were retorting with a comeback of sorts whoa. in 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 the the responses and also speaking. Okay, that was real depth of you right there. <laughs> I do my best. No, you made a pun. You said boobies, and so then it, it reminded me of another pun that I wanted to share. Are you ready? I, yes. I promise I'm better with puns than I am with telling urban legends from memory. <laughs> how do you, how do you how do you fix a broken pumpkin? With a pumpkin patch. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> I was thinking. I'm like, man. <laughs> how do you how do you face a pumpkin this one's pumpkin patch got it i like those kind of jokes i'm not gonna lie why 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 did the skeleton not go to the party oh god i don't know because he had nobody to go with no oh i knew that one I forever that one alone go. <laughs> It's like, have you seen the the one video of that dude who's like holding up the one skeleton, and he asks his buddies like, "What's a skeleton's favorite type of food?" Yes, but like yes, he progressively is freaking out more and more, and he's Spare like, Fuck, "It's ribs!" <laughs> like spare <laughs> ribs. Shit cracks. Just the way he escalates it until he's like literally like screaming <laughs> at the guy, and the guy's just laughing, just absolutely losing it. I would be too, oh, honestly. I love it. That's All right. One. So that's what I got for the Michigan dog, man. All right. But, uh, I so do new, have, new skin coming to smite, heard. I, I do have one more that is more specific to the Detroit area. But. Is it eight miles? Uh, no. But ironically, it also will bring in a little bit more of the French influence. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, ironically, it's going to bring in Eminem. <laughs> yeah, ironically, Eminem <laughs> drops a fire diss track, just destroys them. Folklore of Michigan. Um, Sorry. <laughs> made me think, is ICP part of the folklore of Michigan? Oh, fuck. <laughs> I talk shit, but they, those guys are actually good for the area. I'm crying right now. They really are. Okay, uh, not not eight mile folklore. Okay, I'm ready. Not eight mile folklore. I thought you were gonna be like it was weird good for the state. I thought I thought you were gonna be like it was weird. His mom's spaghetti, <laughs> and then just starts just rapping. No problem. So his knees weak <laughs> and his arms were heavy, right? Oh man, was there vomit on his sweater already? <laughs> Yeah, it was it was mom's spaghetti. Oh wow! Um, <laughs> so we have the Nain Rouge, Moulin uh, Rouge. Nope, the Nain Rouge, uh, which is f- according to this, because I obviously do not fucking speak French. The Red Dwarf, also called the Demon of the Strait, uh. Straight being an open body of water, for those who don't know, or like a river area between one 
mm-hmm. land mm-hmm. area to another. Mm-hmm. Bigger than a creek. Um, yes, bigger than a creek. Larger than a river, not a lake. So, it's a legendary creature of the Detroit, Michigan area. Um, it is said to show up before misfortune. It is a uh, hobgoblin-ish red devil. Like it has very similar. It's it's a very similar to uh, like the Jersey Devil that was explained earlier last mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. But according to various narratives surrounding the figure, Detroit's founder, Antoine de la Mothe Cadillac, was a fortune teller. <gasps> That's where yeah, Cadillacs I'm... come from. <laughs> yeah, by the way, if you ever hear Michigan's story, it's going to sound like nothing but like car guys having beef. Because like literally, we have, we have, you know, there's a city here called Pontiac, right? Wow. <laughs> and Cadillac. Amazing. Like, we got like, you know, Ford was kind of a big deal around here. You know? Yeah, I do know that. I yeah. just, I'm sorry, I didn't know there was a guy named Cadillac. That yeah, blew the founder my, of Detroit. That blew my founder mind. Founder of Detroit was Cadillac. <laughs> uh, also, Chevrolet. That's why it's a French name for an automotive thing. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, so we have Antoine de la Mothe Cadillac was told by a fortune teller to appease the Nain Rouge. But upon encountering the creature, he smacked it with his cane and shouted, Get out of my way, you red imp. Whoa. As a consequence, a string of bad luck befell Cadillac. He um, shouldn't have done that. Yeah. He essentially uh, got charged, got arrested, got shipped down to Louisiana. Because uh, everyone sends all their shit down to Louisiana, right? Uh, and then was eventually sent back to France where he was imprisoned and lost all of his money. Um, and that's what you get for fucking with the Nain Rouge. Now, I'll do it. That's what The I've Nain learned. Rouge is actually as trolly as it sounds. And out of all these bullshit stories that we've we've read over the past couple like weeks, there is literally a parade. In Detroit every year. No. The Nain, the Nain Rouge Parade. No, really? Yep. And it's it's a costume parade, and they have, it's called the March de la Nain Rouge. Or the March du Nain Rouge. It's, it's fucking spelled in French. Right. Uh, literally, they just, there's one person who dresses up as a devil. Uh... And, like, leads the parade and then gets chased out at the end. They chase out the devil out of town. Uh, Here, I'll read this. This is a quote, credit to wiki author, because I'm I'm just literally going to read it. I'm not going to edit. Each spring, Detroit holds a costume community, all right, yeah, a costume community parade called the Marche du Nain Rouge. Uh, in which the creature is traditionally chased out of the city. Although the revival parade stays entirely within the Midwest Cass Corridor neighborhood, at the conclusion of the parade, an effigy of the Nain Rouge is destroyed. Oh, sorry, it's destroyed. Uh, thus banishing the evil spirit from the city for another year. According to, the, according to tradition, parade participants and spectators are encouraged to wear different costumes each year 
So when the Nain Rouge returns, it will not recognize the person who ousted him from the city limits and thus will not be able to seek personal vengeance. Wow. That's actually really neat. I, there are no traditions like that where I'm at. That's really cool. A lot better than our other our actual Halloween tradition. <laughs> I mean, I like candy. <laughs> Look up Devil's Night. That's oh, another no, Detroit. Yeah, no, no, I know. I know that's about a Detroit that. special right there. I know about that. Yeah, this is our springtime. We chase out the devil in spring. Oh, okay. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't realize this was a springtime festival. <laughs> it's a very localized to Detroit thing, but. That was actually really neat. Like, I, I had no idea, and that sounded like a really interesting parade slash event slash festival. I like it. Um, Again, this is something I want to very loosely touch on, because it's active religion and cultures, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But in case it wasn't obvious with the heavy French influence with the area and the names and all that, uh, this does have a bit of your, uh, uh, like your hoodoo voodoo Creole influence, uh, in its own way as well, uh, which kind of adds like to it, right? Mm-hmm. But it's, I don't know, it's not necessarily Creole, right? But... Like, I mean, where's, where's the roots of Creole? It's similar, right? Yeah. So that's the Nain Rouge in Michigan. Man, I don't have any cool stories like that. That was a good one. You got another one? <laughs> uh, I actually do have one last Michigan story. Um, but this was not a scary story, not a cryptid, not anything at all. This is just a very common story and one I am comfortable speaking on because this is something almost every every kid who lives at least in the lower peninsula gets taught this story or read at some point. And it's the legend of Sleeping Bear Dunes. Now, have you heard of the Sleeping Bear Dunes? I have not. Um, so essentially there's a big sand dune up here in Michigan called the Sleeping Bear Dunes that... Uh, basically oversees like these two islands or do they um, are they shaped to look like a sleeping bear i don't remember off the top of my head if it's the islands or if it's the dunes but i don't think it's i, I don't think it's the dunes because dunes kind of change their shape constantly that makes sense that was a dumb question that i asked <laughs> but that did make me think like do the islands but i don't think that's i think it's just the story that's where they get the name. Okay. Um, but this is old Chippewa legend. Um, and again, I, I only feel comfortable speaking on this because it gets taught so readily. Uh, so if I fuck anything up, uh, no offense, please. Or no, no offense meant. Um, so there was a old Chippewa legend of a, a mother bear and two cubs that were escaping a forest fire in Wisconsin. So they swam across the Lake Michigan. And they swam and they swam and they swam, right? End up swimming for days until they got to the other side. But just before the cubs were able to make it to the other side, 
they succumb to exhaustion Aww. and they end up drowning in the river. The mother bear was able to make it to the other side, but in all of her sadness, just sat on the edge of the shore and eventually laid her head down and passed away. Uh, <clears throat> the, oh, I'm sorry. She forever, she did. She didn't pass away. She went to sleep. I'm sorry, I fucked it up. This is this why it's the sleeping bear. I fucked the whole thing up, right? The mother bear went to sleep, waiting for the cubs to arrive. As you know, she didn't see them drowned and all that. Aww. So she's waiting for the cubs to show up. Uh, in the time while she was sleeping, the uh, the great spirit Manitoba created two different islands, the northern and the southern uh, Manitoba Islands, and to basically commemorate the cubs that never made it, and then turned the mother into uh, the sand dune that overlooks the lakeshore, which is the sleeping bear sand dune. That makes sense. Yeah. Again, that nothing really, uh, nothing spoopy on that one. That one was sad. Yeah, but uh, I'm not gonna lie, because I've there's also like it's kind of a I don't want to say it's like super popular book, but it's something like you, a lot of libraries around here at least have a few like a small little kids book about this story and all that. Mm-hmm. It 100 percent. Whenever I see Brother Bear, the movie <gasps> oh. Brother Bear. Instantly, I'm like, yo, if they would have did this movie, I would have enjoyed it like a thousand times better. Like, they could have did something like this. I mean, they would have had to change it, which I guess in its own right would have been kind of disrespectful to the story. But it, I just like every time I see Brother Bear, I'm instantly it reminds me of this story. And I'm like, it's such a better story. <laughs> <laughs> and Brave is a much better movie than Brother Bear. Get shit on. I love Brave. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But... That's all I really have. Yeah. Uh, so I don't. Did you have any more, Nev? Uh, I got. I can do one more. This one I will. I will use a guide to make sure that I don't miss anything important here. The monkey's paw. This is a very popular. As far as what a monkey's paw does is known. I actually have read this story. Not only am I familiar with this one, Nev, I have legitimately read this one because I took high school English. (laughs) (laughs) So I am going to give a quick shout out to a uh, ParCast Network podcast called um, uh, it's like American Haunting Ghost Stories. And basically what this ParCast Network podcast does is is it takes all your famous and well-known and some not well-known ghost stories and folklore and uh, short stories and actually um, a couple of uh, novellas as well and they retell them and so they try and keep true to the original. Hold up, hold up real quickly, Nev. You have to explain what novella is because that's something that unless you're a reader. A short book. There you go. <laughs> um, I know it's not super complicated, but it's. It, I'm not I personally. I learned what a novella was about four months ago because I've heard the term novel. I've heard the term book, <laughs> short story, and someone's like, "Yeah, novella," and I'm like, "Well, why wind that back real quick? <laughs> what the fuck?" The um, the podcast basically um takes all these different like ghost stories and folklore 
and and that kind of material and they they kind of make it their own they stay pretty true to the original plot line but they might change something up and i've actually have heard some really really good stories through that podcast that i've not heard like the plot before Uh, a lot of them um some of the older like older ones like talk generation to generation um especially in asian cultures there's a bunch of really good uh stories that are in that podcast so definitely check that out Uh, but the monkey's paw was one of them that i thought would be a really good one to talk about because everybody knows what a monkey's paw is but they might not know the story behind it so basically the short story it's the hand of a monkey yeah there you go story done see you guys bye Um, a husband and his wife, we'll, we'll call them Mr. and Mrs. White, and their grown son, Herbert, are uh, residing at this little little house that they've worked so hard to, to obtain, and their son works to help kind of keep the bills and keep the mortgage up and everything like that. One of uh, Mr. White's friends comes over to uh, dine with them one evening and tells them the story of the monkey's paw. And, and and has the paw with him when he comes over to visit. And he's like, yeah, um, yeah, basically you ask three wishes and it'll be granted. And, you know, the fate might not be uh, as promising, but you will get your wish. And Mr. White's like, oh, okay, all right, well... He's like, I'm pretty confident that I'm I'm happy right where I'm at. I've got my wife. I've got my son. We've got this house. But you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and wish for 200 pounds. Just 200 pounds. That'll help us finish our mortgage payment. It'll allow Herbert to go off on his own and uh, maybe explore the world and, and see some new things. So... Herbert, their son, okay, okay, dad, you know, I'm, I'm going to go upstairs, I'm going to go to bed. Um, I'll let you know if a giant sack of money with 200 pounds and it, you know, wakes me up in the morning. So they get up the next morning and alas, no 200 pounds. And they Can have you say breakfast. dollars because we're not communists? Well, okay. <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> by the story. <laughs> But I'm going to say 200 pounds because this is old-timey money. <laughs> okay, okay. 200 shillings. <laughs> so Herbert eats breakfast and he, he goes off to work. And Mr. and Mrs. White decide to spend the uh, late morning and early afternoon being within each other's company and having, having a grand day. When all of a sudden, a knock at the door. It's somebody from Herbert's work. There had been an accident at the factory, and Herbert has died. Please take this small penance in order to help you start planning for the funeral. Mr. White says, how much is it? It's 200 pounds. Dun, dun, dun! Yep. After the funeral, Mrs. White just absolutely losing it over the loss of her son, insists that they use the paw again to wish for Herbert to come back to life. Mr. White's like, no, no, absolutely not. No, I won't do that. Mrs. White says, it's your fault. It's your fault that he's dead. If you didn't wish for the 200 pounds, he wouldn't have died. 
So reluctantly, he says, okay, all right, I'll, I will wish. So late into the evening, there is a knock at the door. Mr. White, fearing that the thing outside may not be the son that he remembers, he makes his third and final wish. And as he does so, the knocking stops. And Mrs. White opens the door to find that no one is there. The end. So I heard a different monkey paw story. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Urban legends, they change over time. (laughs) I don't remember what uh, the ones were in mine, but that was definitely not it. (laughs) I I remember the one where it's like, no, they... Fuck you, all three wishes. Get fucked. Yep. <laughs> As so, a D&D player, I'm also very intimately familiar with monkey, with paws, monkey paws in general. Yep. Because holy shit, is that like the favorite thing as a DM for like so many DMs? So like, oh, I'm going to give you a wish, but I'm going to monkey paw and not tell you. By the way, if you ever do that, uh, I will never trust you ever. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Yeah, no, it's it's um again what I was saying at the beginning. It's like a lot of urban legends and and stories such as those. the The main storyline is kind of the same. Stuff might change, but the basic point is that there's usually a lesson involved as well, which is be careful what you wish for. Mm-hmm. So, yep, but that was my last one that I wanted to tell. I told that one a lot better than my other ones. <laughs> Almost like you pulled up the story to follow. I did. <laughs> and and there was more to it than there's someone in your back. There's seat. someone in the back seat. <laughs> but who was phone? <laughs> who was phone? <laughs> that, that just might be an episode title. Who was phone? But who put that was shit in phone? chat, Nev. Who was phone? That's um. Right now. That's a a classic, uh, comedic creepy pasta. It basically is the same story as like the babysitter, like the calls coming from inside the house, but it was so poorly written, either intentionally or or for the lulls or for not for the lulls, but it was uh it was written so poorly that they ended it, but who was phone? <laughs> and I think they meant to say who was on the other end of the phone. <laughs> but yeah, they just phone? said who was phone? <laughs> I like it. I'm ending it on that one. Perfect. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I'm not fucking pulling up the thank yous. It's just Nev and I right now. It's hard to pull up the thank yous that I'm hosting. We've gone over this. Thank you to all of our wonderful fucking patrons. We super which appreciate are, it. Uh, Nailed and, it. And et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, thank you all. All of you guys that I just dated. You all are the best. Uh, you rock. Not canceling that. Yeah, not canceling that. Be on the lookout. Some big stuff coming up on the horizon. <gasps> Goodbye. Uh, even now, I'm I'm kind of con- curious what that well, is. Oh, I meant for Goodbye. like the patrons because we're like doing stuff now. <laughs> we're doing episodes. <laughs> Some big stuff on the horizon. Oh, we're done. Okay, bye. <laughs> Mommy, don't know daddy's getting up. 